0: Jewish Audio on Kaban.org. Continuing with the Laws of Tzitzis, Chapter 3, Perek Shlishi. We learned about the <clears throat> strands, the woolen strands. We learned about the tcheles, the turquoise or teal strand. What about the garment? So he says now, ksus, the garment. adam o'dam but b'tzitzis minotera which the Torah obligates us to put tzitzis on. What kind of garment is it? Hiksus, this is a garment, sheyesh law arba knafayim, which has four corners. In some cultures, they refer to the tzitzis, the talit katan, the small tzitzis, that we wear under our shirts. In some cultures, they refer to it as put on your arba Kanfus, which means put on your four-cornered garment. Now, interestingly enough, the Rambam says, technically, a yeser al-arba. It could have more than four corners. It could have five corners or six corners. Although, by rabbinic law, it shouldn't. As we will learn. The tiya and so it should be at least as big in order to be able to cover the head and majority of the body of a child. What kind of child? A child who's old enough to walk alone in the street. And the commentaries explain, a normal parent will permit a child of how old to walk alone in the street? Today, about 30. But in the olden days, when the world was safe and secure, nine years old. So it has to be large enough to cover the head and body of an average nine-year-old or larger. The kind of child that doesn't need someone to supervise him. That's how big it has to be. Big enough to cover this child who can walk alone without supervision. Another halacha is that the garment has to be either of wool or, alternatively, of linen. And, of course, if the garment is of linen, it presents a whole new problem. Because we learned earlier that the tcheilas can only be put on wool, which means that you're going to have to mix wool and linen, which is a violation of a prohibition in the Torah, but we'll talk about that shortly. Base to aval, however, talis, a garment, shall him of other materials, other fabrics, and there's no shortage of fabrics. Kigain, for example, big day meshi, silk garments, O bigday tsemer gefen, cotton garments. O bigday tsemer gmalim, camel's wool. tsemer arnovim, rabbit wool. V'neitza shall ezim goat's hair. O kayayitza bohem, there can be material made out of all of the above. Ein chayobin bemitzvah sitzis ele chachomim. The Rambam says that biblically... The mitzvah of tzitzis does not apply to this entire list of materials. However, the sages, our rabbis said, why not? Do it anyway. Kidei lahazir b'mitzvah, lizor b'mitzvah tzitzis, in order to be meticulously observant with the mitzvah of tzitzis. The best way to perform the mitzvah of tzitzis is to use a woolen talis katan, talit katan, small talis or a woollen, large talis, which is why many people shy away from using any other material for a ka, talit katan or talit gadol for the small or large tzitzis, other than, The well, who <coughs> pro- provided that it only requires tzitzis when it's four-cornered or more than four-cornered. The Shaman, and it has to be the size above mentioned. Because whenever the Torah uses the word garment, we talk about wool or linen, all the other materials, according to the Rambam, are only obligated to have tzitzis by rabbinic law. Now, what's with the corners? Three. Al Arba, Ksuscha. The verse says, on the four corners of your garment, balas arba, so the interpretation here is that four corners, b'loi balas sholish, and not three corners. And here the commentaries say that the Rambam goes out of his usual way, where he only gives the law and doesn't give the sing-song of the debate of the law. Here he goes, Talmudic style, and gives us the sing-song. Im Cain, in that case... Sounds familiar? In Cain, in that case, that's Talmudic style. Balas arba, balas Khamish. If you say four and not three, then it should be four and not five. Why do we just say that if it has five corners, it's still obligated? Talmud leim, which you cover yourself with, as long as it has a minimum of four corners, even five or more, In that case, what's the logic of saying that it needs a minimum of four? Why is five better than three? They're both not four. The answer is because there is four within five, but there's no four within three. The halochah is that when you make tzitzis for a garment made of five, or six corners, they call it the Pentagon Tsitzis. You only make it for the four most distant corners, one from the other, And the other one or two you skip them. Because one thing is clear, you only put the tzitzes on four corners, even on a five or six cornered garment. it says, Al Arba Kanface on the four corners corners of your garment. And he brings down here from the Mugen Avram, who says that a garment of more than four corners does not require tzitzis. So there are differing, differing opinions and in consideration of these opinions it's preferable not to wear garments of five and six corners at all but to only wear four cornered garments and that would require tzitzis. A five or a six cornered garment would actually create a problem, a doubt shall beg for if the garment is made of cloth. So that's fine. shall err, but the corners are made of leather. Chayeves, it's required. Why? Because the corners don't constitute the garment. The garment is a material garment. However, what if the flip side comes about? He shall err the garment is leather. Uchnafeh shall beg and the corners are material. Ptura, it's exempt because it's a leather garment. It's not a material garment. You follow the majority, the main stay of the garment, which is, in this case, leather, so it's exempt. What if it's a garment owned in partnership by two people, so it's not mine? Chayevitz, it's obligated. al On the corners of their garments, there is plural, technically even owned by two people. In that case, what do we learn from the fact that it says "al on the four corners of your garment? So this teaches us it has to be our garment. To exclude a borrowed garment. So clearly speaking, when we borrow a talis, we don't have to say a blessing unless the person sort of grants us the right to, to use it almost like it's ours. Talis, hash'ula, because a borrowed talus is exempt from tzitzis for 30 days. From that point and on, it's obligated. And therefore, one has to be really careful when one borrows somebody's talus that the fellow really gives in the right to use it and to make a brocha. However, what's very common is people walk into a synagogue and use a synagogue talus. That's fine. You know Why? Because the synagogue, Talis, belongs to everybody in the community. So it's yours. Hey, what if the garb is wool? The garment is wool. So we learned earlier. Technically, when we knew what Khailas was, we have white strands and we have a turquoise dyed strand. The white strand you make of wool. What if there is a garment of linen? That creates a problem because here you're not allowed to have a garment of wool and linen, even though there is an override with regard to tzitzis that we'll talk about soon. The best thing is to make the white strands out of linen so that avoids the problem. Now, you can't do that with the turquoise with the treilas strand. Because we learned earlier the treas must be made only of dyed wool. But other materials, and shall call you make the white strand of that species, Again, for example, chute meshi, you make silk strands meshi for a silk garb, the and goat's wool strands, for goat's wool. And so on and so forth. They're actually differing opinions. on the What if he wants to use the white tzitzis for any material? He wants the tzitzis to be wool or linen, asa, That's fine. Because these are the two materials which the Torah permits tzitzis to be made of. but the others, can only exempt there. Species, so if you have, for example, goat's hair strands, it exempts a goat's hair garment, but you can't use goat's hair strands for anything else. <speaking in Spanish> now I want to pause for a moment. I'm taking a Chumash, a Bible, opening it up to Devorim, the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 21, I believe. Verse 9. The Chumash, the Bible says, Lay tw- Chapter 22. Chapter 22, verse 9. Lay No, I'm sorry, verse 11. Verse 11, silbash, You may not wear shotnays, which is wool and linen together. That's the prohibition of a Jew wearing a garment made out of wool and linen together, which is why when we buy a suit, men or women, we have to check it to make sure it has no shotnays in every major city. There is a shotness laboratory or as they say in Australia, a laboratory, where you can check to see if your garment has chocolates. The next verse, interestingly enough, tells us, you should make twisted threads, tzitzis, al arba on the four corners of your garment, with which you cover yourself, even from a mixture of wool and linen. Why is that? The reason is because, as we learned in the last chapter before this one, the only material which is acceptable to create the turquoise dyed thread out of is wool, so if you have linen garment, you must, if you're going to use the turquoise, use wool. Therefore, and this becomes a source for the following principle, that when there is no other choice... A positive commandment overrides a negative commandment. When there is another choice, it doesn't. But when there is no other choice, a pa doche lo Now let's look at Halacha 6. Mahu, what would be the law? What's the ruling? La'aseh chute tzemer. Can we take strings, strands of wool, b'ksus pishtan, put it in a flax or linen garment, or flaxen strings in a woolen garment, even though it's only white without t'cheles, if it's t'cheles, you have to use wool in linen, because t'cheles has to be wool. But if there is no t'cheles available, can you do it for the white Technically, it would be permissible. Because the Torah permits shatnes to be used for tzitzes. The wool-linen mixture overrides the prohibition. Let me rephrase that. The mitzvah, the positive commandment of wearing tzitzes, overrides the negative commandment of not mixing wool and linen together. Because by definition, the turquoise Stra- dyed strand must be wool, and you may and must put this strand if you can, even into linen garment. So you should allow the white, theoretically as well, the white strands as well, because the mitzvah or the prohibition of shatneis is overridden when it comes to tzitzes. In that case, so why don't we? The answer is, because the white strands can be made from the same material as the garment. You don't have to violate this negative commandment. But Whenever you find a positive commandment, which comes into conflict with a negative commandment, im im yochal And here the Rambam lays down this important rule. If you can concurrently perform and observe both of them, harimutab, that's great. and if not, the Torah teaches us this is a fundamental principle. In Torah law, yove ase, let the positive commandment come, The yitchen override, and supersede es of the negative commandment. Like in this case, the Torah says you need sits. The only way to make the strand of turquoise is out of wool. The garment is linen, wool and linen together. But the khan, in the case where you don't have the turquoise strand, the white strands can be made even from another material. After the khan, you can fulfill both of them. No problem. Seven A garment of, a lin, of linen, you don't put chelas in. But you rather stick to the only, the white. So this is sort of, I believe, a rabbinic decree that the rabbi said, even though This is what I believe the interpretation is. Even though technically, biblically, it overrides it, but rabbinically, it's better not to. Not for the reason you may think that the prohibition of mixing wool and linen together overrides, supersedes the positive commandment of tzitzis. We just learned no. We just learned that tzitzis overrides tzitzis. This is a rabbinic decree. What's the decree? The problem is, Shema Yisqasaba Balayla, technically, as we will learn and have learned, the mitzvah of sitzes is a daytime mitzvah. It's not a nighttime mitzvah. Yes, many people sleep in sitzes, but the reason they do that is because when they wake up, it's daytime. So they shouldn't even spend a few moments of daylight without sitzes. But at night, clearly, there's no biblical obligation to wear a talit katan. And what if he does? And it has shatnei's. It's not the time of the obligation for tzitzit. And he's wearing shatnei's. He's wearing the mixture of wool and linen. At night. So he's violating a negative commandment when there is no positive commandment. The obligation of tzitzis is a day obligation, not a night obligation. As it says, in the third portion of the Shema, it says, and you shall see it and remember all the commandments, which means it has to be at a time when you can see it. At night, you can't see. at night. Now, the question is, a blind man, is he obligated to wear tzitzis? He can't see. <clears throat> he is obligated in tzitzis, even though he doesn't see, say others see him. Don't think there's a problem wearing tzitzis at night, it's perfectly permissible, acceptable to wear tzitzis at night. Whether weekday or Shabbos. Shabbos, uh, you might think there's a problem of carrying in a public domain if it's not a garment. It's fine. Even though it's not its time, the problem would be you don't make the bracha. Because the bracha you only make in the day. When do you make the bracha in the morning? When it's light enough to distinguish between the turquoise thread and the white thread. What is the bracha? That's the bracha for the talit gadol, for the large talus we wrap ourselves in. <coughs> That's the bracha that Rambam brings down here. Every time he enwraps himself in this talus by day, he makes the bracha before he does. We don't make the bracha on the tzitzes when we make the tzitzes. Because the ultimate purpose of the mitzvah is we should wear it, we should cover ourselves with it. It's like you don't make a bracha for a sukkah when you build it. You don't make a bracha for tzitzes when you make it. Now, can you walk into a restroom, can you walk into a bathhouse wearing tzitzes? It is permissible while one wears a garment of tzitzes to walk into a bathroom or bathhouse. And therefore, when we wear the garment of tzitzes under our shirt, we don't take it off to go into the bathroom. What if a strand of white or turquoise snaps? What do you do with it? Is it a holy thing? Zerke <inaudible> Technically, you can even throw it away. mitzvah <inaudible> Because the body of the wool does not become holy. I haven't seen it happen these days, but that's the halacha the Rambam brings down. Ve'osher limker talis mitzuyetses l'kusi. It's inappropriate to sell a talis made of tzitzis to a Gentile who will use it as a regular garment, because it's a sacred garment. Not because the body of the garment is sacred, because we just learned it isn't. We're concerned that he's going to put on the garment, parade around as a Jew in times and places of hostility. And a Jew will accompany him, thinking he's a fellow Jew, and not be on guard. And he could be, God forbid, in today's modern terms, a terrorist. The Yadam Eshu Yisrael, there have been terrorists who have paraded around like uh, Hasidic Jews. The Yahargenu, and God forbid, he could become vulnerable to him and the terrorists could kill him. Therefore, it's not a good idea to make a talis available to everybody. And uh, in today's world, this is a big concern. You know, Somebody comes into a synagogue, he's wearing a tallis. Uh, you, you have to make sure that uh, you're in a safe environment. So this does not suggest that a, a non-Jew is dangerous. This suggests that a dangerous non-Jew is dangerous. There are many wonderful non-Jews. There are some dangerous Jews too, I guess. Noshim, in general, women are exempt from mitzvahs that are connected to particular times. For different reasons, Abodim, the Canaanite slaves who became Jews, are also exempt from mitzvahs, which are performed in definite times. We talked at length about this earlier. So, oktanim, as well as minors, all these three categories, for reasons separate of each other, pturim minat are biblically exempt from tzitzes either because they are tied to a particular time, what's the particular time of tzitzahs? Daytime. Or because they're exempt from mitzvahs, period, like children. However, rabbinically, no child begins to observe all the mitzvahs suddenly at his bar mitzvah. You have to train children. So therefore, rabbinically, every child who knows how to wrap himself In tzitzis should, it is the prevalent custom that from the time a child, a baby boy, turns three at his hair-cutting ceremony, we try to begin having him train and wear the tzitzis if he's cooperating. You don't have to give him time out if he's not. The other exempt groups, if they wish to wear tzitzis, they may. belay bracha without a bracha. So also, any other of the positive commandments which women are exempt from. Why would they be exempt? Because they are built into a specific time frame. If they want to do them without saying a blessing, and there's no reason to prevent them from doing it. Tumtum, the Andreganus. People who are unsure of their gender are obligated because maybe they are men. But they can't say a blessing. They wear tzitzis or talis or taliskotan without a brocha. The uh, notes here say that a tum-tum comes from the root source, atum, which means solid black. A person's genitalia are covered by skin, so it's impossible to determine back then before x rays whether they were male or female. An andragonus is an androgynous, is a Greek word meaning man and woman. This is a person who has both the male and female genitalia. Can hechiov mitzvah How does cytis work? Every person who is obligated to perform this commandment, if he wears, if he covers himself with a garment suitable for tzitzis, he must first put in the tzitzis, as we learned earlier, how to do that. Chapter 1 dealt with that. And then, and only then, can he cover himself with that garment or wear it. In a, if he covered himself without tzitzis, then he negates the performance of a positive mitzvah. Avalbot begot them garments that are fit for tzitzis, four cornered garments which we wear, as long as a person doesn't cover himself with them, wear them. They're just folded. They're exempt from tzitzes because you're not wearing them. The tzitzes are not the obligation of the object. It's the object of the man who's wearing that garment. Even though a person technically, biblically, is not obligated to go buy a tzitzes, to wrap himself, with it, to wrap himself with it, in order he should make tzitzes. Biblically, there's no obligation. It's not appropriate for a person who wants to do the mitzvah properly to release himself from the mitzvah. A pious person should see to it to buy this garment. A person should always... Invest the effort to be enwrapped or wear a garment that is obligated with tzitzit. And today you during prayer, one must be very meticulous. That's why when we pray the morning service, we wear the talus. There are different customs, whether a, an unmarried man wears the talus or not. If he's not wearing tzitzit under his shirt... He should surely wear the talus. If he is, there is a custom in some communities that you don't really wear the talus until after the marriage. Uh, others wear it right away. Different customs. However, it's very shameful, it's ashanda for the neighbors, for Torah scholars, that they should pray without a talus, which is why you come in and you take, you wear a talus. A person should always be meticulously careful about the commandment of tzitzes because the entire Torah is connected to tzitzes. It's one of those mitzvahs that are equal in weight to the entire Torah. Shareyakos of Shkola, because the Torah places it equal in weight. In other words, the image here is if you placed every mitzvah on one side of the scale and tzitzis on the other side, from a certain perspective, tzitzis would be equally as heavy, so to speak, as the rest of mitzvahs. How does it work? It says, "You shall see it." You shall remember all of the commandments of Hashem. Sleek hilchis We say goodbye. This is the end of the laws of Titus...